Good morning and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Julie R. and I am a recovered compulsive overeater. Today is Wednesday, January 10th, 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time meeting. Today we are reading from the big book and we are on page 13, starting with the fifth paragraph, My Friend Promised, one paragraph only. Today's readers are Nadia B., Lynn F., and Rachel W. The share ID for Tuesday, January 9th, 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time meeting is 10,902. For the 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time meeting, it is 10,903. OA Preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who through shared experience, strength, and hope are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose. OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At A Vision for You Big Book Study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence in the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Ruth W. to read the 12 steps. Ruth W., star one. Hi, this is Ruth W. from Oklahoma, compulsive overeater. Can you hear me? Yes, I can. Okay. Um, 12 steps. One, we admitted we are powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood Him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our own. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of per- all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, sought to prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. Twelve, having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you. Thank you, Ruth W. I will now ask Rachel W. to read the Twelve Traditions. Thank you, Julie. Thank you for your service. The Twelve Traditions. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon AA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, the loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our teachers are but 
Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for AA membership is the desire to stop drinking. I'm sorry. You know what? I have, okay. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose to carry its message to the, to the compulsive reader who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such not, ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion out, on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. Eleven, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always to maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, and films. Twelve, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all our traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities in the past. Hi. Uh, thank you, Rachel W. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic in literature we are discussing and that you keep your share approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star 1 to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass, then press star 1 to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speaker should be muted. Today we resume our study of the big book on page 13, starting with the fifth paragraph, My Friend Promised. We'll be reading only one paragraph. I will now ask Nadia B. to begin reading. Good morning, everyone. This is Nadia B., very grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater in Connecticut. My friend promised when these things were done, I would enter upon a new relationship with my creator, that I would have the elements of a way of living which answered all my problems, believe in the power of God, plus enough willingness, honesty, and humility to establish and maintain the new order of things were the essential requirements. Oh, there's so much in this um, in this paragraph. Promises, uh, you know, promises of a nine step because Bill here is, uh, you know, working on his nine step in the beginning here um, in the previous paragraph. Uh, he expressed his entire willingness to approach people admitting his wrongs and um, because now he understands everything better and he is entering he has entered upon a new relationship with his creator and uh, when I was working with my sponsor how it was um, what was established for me and uh, I was taught that through um, the experiences of step 
one through three, I established um, a new relationship with God. Steps four through nine, established a new relationship with myself. And steps, um, uh, I'm sorry, through uh, five or um, seven, and then I think eight and nine is a uh, new relationship with others. And, uh, you know, and for recovery, what is required and what is essential that I understand today is um, maintaining and growing. Recall those growth steps, 10, 11, and 12. Um, I maintain that with you, myself, and others. And the promises of the first step is on page 83. And why is it important for me to hear those promises? Because, you know, I was really miserable um, when um, I got here. And uh, for me, these promises mean a lot. Um, because um, when, when you're in pain, you know, you're looking forward to relief. And that's what I look forward to today, you know, um, for me today, there are also uh, promises of step 11 and also promises of step 12. Um, you know, st- promises of step 11 is in chapter into action. And uh, there are promises of step L- 12. Practical experience shows that nothing will so much ensure immunity from drinking as intensive work with other al- alcoholics. And why, uh, when the steps established um, this thing, I entered a new relationship, even though I had some type of relationship with my higher power, but it was just not effective. And now I have, you know, all the steps to this dance, um, you know, all the elements and ingredients to my life. And so today my life is, um, you know, very simple, like a dance. And I would say uh, to conclude that, um, you know, today the steps are embedded in my life and not my life um, embedded in the steps. And, you know, it, it gets easier and easier with every passing day, um, you know, just like practicing the, the dancing or the piano or anything else. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you, Nadia B. And for those who just joined the line, we are on page 13, reading the fifth paragraph. My friend promised. Who would like to share on the paragraph? Jackie B. Harlan G. Lar- Melanie G. Amy G. Kim G. Wow. Okay, so I have Matt M. Kim G. Melanie C. Harlan G. And was there a Jackie? Yeah, Jackie B. Oh, a- oh, Amy G. Also, okay, Amy G. And Jackie B. Larry. And Larry K. Okay, we'll start stop with this group. So Matt M, Kim G, Melanie C. Go ahead. Thank you, Julie, for your service. Good morning, everyone. This is Matt M, the Pulse Lower Eater. Yeah, there's a lot of good promises in this in this paragraph. It says if you complete the work, you're going to enter upon a new relationship with your Creator, with God. They have all the elements of a way of living, which answered all my problems. It's amazing to hear that because. Once you work the program, you're going to get all these wonderful things happen for you. You're going to have a new connection with others as well. 
my relationship with myself, my friends, even though I'm struggling with some things in the program, I have a new benefit of a friend. So my friends are getting my relationships. My friends are getting better. My relationship with people where I go to my day program is getting better. The relationship with myself is getting better because I do struggle with myself a lot of times. You know what they say, no matter everywhere, anywhere you go, there you are. You're with yourself 24-7. You can't escape yourself. So it's a great, it's a great feeling knowing that there is a way out of this misery and suffering. And I'm grateful that I have this meeting. I'm grateful I have this program because it saved my life. I should be dead ten times over with all the things I put my body through. I'm grateful I can establish and maintain the new order of things. It's, it's, it's coming slowly, slowly but surely, one day at a time. With that, I'll pass. Thank you. Thank you, Matt M. Kim G. followed by Melanie C. Good morning, Julie. Good morning, all. My name is Kim G. I'm a recovery compulsive overeater. I would enter upon a new relationship with my creator that I would have the elements of a way of living which answered all my problems. You know, I think back to myself and my naivete. You know, I I used to think, you know, okay, I'm going to get to a size six and I'm going to open up my apartment door and there's Brad Pitt on his knee with an engagement ring going to, you know, ask me to marry him. And I have to say I had that same naivete about the steps. You know, I'm going to do these steps and that means my life is going to be perfect. I'm going to get my way. You know, I often get phone calls from people that really think that recovered people have perfect lives. You know, I think about, you know, when I was, in, you know, younger, I used to look at those magazines like Cosmo and Glamour and see these airbrushed pictures of models, and I thought that's what they really look like in real life. But that's not reality. You know, we're going to see in a couple of pages, there's going to be certain trials and low spots. So there's many gifts of recovery, but one of the gifts that, you know, the gifts of recovery is not, that I don't get resentment, that I don't have fear, that I don't have relationship issues. The gift is I have a skill set now that I don't have to stay there. You know, I love the saying, a bird can fly in your head, but you don't need to build it a nest. And that's what these steps do. I don't have to build a nest. What used to, I used to chew on, gnaw on, obsess over for three years. If I continue to do these step works and grow in understanding and effectiveness, that might only plague me for three months and then three weeks and three days. You know, I am so grateful when I get to, um, to do my 11th step at night and I realize, wow, what would have taken me down four years ago, three years ago, two years ago, wasn't even a 10th step. Because as I continue to press in these steps, my, my gut reaction now is to lean into a higher power and lean into the skill set as opposed to go to, to the closest drive through you know, I think about my, I was just kind of think of a current example, and I remember just last week, you know, Monday, I had frozen pipes and couldn't take a shower. Tuesday, I couldn't get in my house because my, my lock had frozen. Wednesday, I'm told at 4.30 and I get off of work at 5, but because of the impending snow, they're going to make us work till 9 o'clock at night. And on Thursday, my 15-minute commute to work at night was an hour and a half. And you know what? I was able to lean into these steps. And I was able to do that mostly undisturbed. I didn't have to cause wreckage. My favorite promise right now is on page 100. And it says, follow the dictates of a higher power, and you will presently live in a new and wonderful world regardless of your present circumstances. So living in these steps does not mean life is going to go my way. But living in this step means regardless of what happens, I can remain undisturbed. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Kim G. Melanie C. followed by Harlan G. 
Good morning, Julie. Good morning, everyone. My name is Melanie C. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater calling in from Oregon. And I'm going to just jump off from what Kim said because it just just melted my heart. That's exactly what, because this these words, my friend promised. My friend promised. And I ache over the idea that I had no ability to to do anything with what I was doing except for to continue to spiral, spiral downward. And I took this paragraph and and again, what I was mentioning yesterday about directions, I took it at its word and had enough folks in recovery, what I call my board of directors, those that pour so much of their lives into mine every day, work through this paragraph with me because I take this big book at face value. I take it literally. I don't do gray area with it or or I just can't. It's not my personality style. And because of that, I have what I have today. And what my line is that it's just all bent up here in my big book and, and highlighted over and over that I share with so many that want to hear it. And that is belief in the power of God plus enough willingness, honesty, and humility to establish Get those 12 sets down, Melanie. Do what they say to do. Establish that. Establish that as your boundary and your parameter. And then maintain that every day. Just every day. And when it gets a little wonky, make sure you're checking in with your sponsor and those things. For that peer influence and accountability, keep it clean. How's this going? How's this time? Is, is it reducing in frequency and intensity and duration? Maintain that. But they all, it also ends with, it's the essential requirement that hit into my gut, into my heart. I didn't have a blueprint or a standard of ethical living before. I moved with whichever way my emotions took me. And they were usually pretty dark a lot of the time. I would say a great deal of the time. This gave me a blueprint and a standard of which to keep the channel open for God to work through me, to have this relationship. What my relationship was before, it, it caused me to ache with my higher power. This new creator, this new relationship, maintained in this order as an essential requirement. I know God now. I run to that source now. It is the place where I want to jump into the lap of comfort every day. And just what was mentioned before, life happens and I'm not afraid of it anymore. Life happens, and I don't do mean, ugly, wonky things anymore. Can you believe that? That wasn't possible. Absolutely was not possible for me. This is my go-to paragraph, folks. How's it going today, Melanie? Let's look at the gauge of things, Melanie. Where is your higher power in this situation? Remember, this was the thing that you established. Now, how is it being maintained today whenever I'm met with anything, high or low? And it was the essential requirement. Great news for me because the promise has paid off. It's a promise. It's a promise. It's a promise. And I can depend on that. It is reliable. With that, I pass. Thanks, Julie. Thank you, Melanie C. Harlan G. followed by Amy G. Thank you, Julie. And thank you for your service, Julie. And also thank you for to Team Wednesday for your service for making this magnificent meeting possible. I'm Harlan G, and I am a recovered compulsive overeater in Scottsdale, Arizona. Boy, some really, really tough acts to follow this morning. Good Lord, there's some tough acts to follow. Bill has essentially worked the first 11 steps on December the 14th, 1934. 
He is in the town's hospital, 14th and 15th. He is in the town's hospital. He will be there until the 18th of December, 1934. He is 39 years old. Although Bill has had years, not in a row, but a year here and a year there, of dry sobriety, he has never been in recovery for one minute in his life. He has been separated from alcohol, and for this period of time, not only is he not drinking, but he is doing so happily. The paragraph before we read today is mirrored on page 87 in step 11. It has to do with prayer and meditation. And we look here and it said, my friend promised when these things were done, I would enter upon a new relationship with my creator, that I would have the elements of a way of living which answered all my problems. Now, I want to talk about something in the short time I have because Kim touched on it and I want to echo it in homage to her, but as a a way of getting something out there. There is nothing in this book that says you work the steps and now everything is going to go your way. There is nothing in this book that says, and I've scoured this book for decades, there's no line in this book that says, work the steps and everybody's going to do what you want them to do and it's all going to be on your terms and your life is going to be perfect. There's nothing about that. No matter how evolved my recovery gets, I will never rise above the level of a human being. I've had business setbacks in recovery. I have had a divorce in recovery. I got this facacta bronchitis in recovery when I have to go to, I'm going to Los Angeles tomorrow and I've got this facacta bronchitis and it's filling up my head. My God, things happen. But here's the nugget. No matter what happens, belief in the power of God plus enough willingness, honesty, and humility to establish and maintain the new order of things were the essential requirements. What does that mean? That means that I believe that there's a God, that it's not me, and that everything will be in his world according to his will, and I don't have to eat Kit Kat bars or Oreo cookies as a solution. That if I lean into God, Oreo cookies do not become my solution to the problem, and the problem is the buildup of human emotion, that the spiritual awakening as the result of the steps becomes the solution to my problem, and the urge to eat, the idea to eat food is not there. Yes, I eat my meals, sorry, I don't mean, I do eat my meals, yes. But to overeat or to eat foods that I know are not on my food plan, Fine. it is simply not there. And with that, I will pass. Thank you. Excuse me very much. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you, Harlan G. Amy G. Followed by Jackie B. Good morning. Thanks. My name is Amy G. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater from Maryland with a barking dog in the background. Jeez. Talk about a tough act to follow. Goodness gracious. You know, this whole idea of new order of things, this this is a program of ego deflection. I've heard it time and time again. And this new order of things, what everyone has been talking about, just to piggyback and maybe say the same thing a different way, is the fact that I am no longer running the show. When I come to this program and I learn about the twofold nature of this disease, it becomes very clear to me that with the mental obsession and the physical allergy, I don't stand a chance against this disease. Of me, myself, and I, I cannot. And Bill's story has reflected that over and over through the pages as we've read his story. 
And now I come to step one, as with Bill, of surrender. And with honesty, willingness, and humility, ego reduction, ego deflation, we're going to talk about the self, the destruction of self-centeredness in the next paragraph. I start to get out of the driver's seat, and I surrender my life in one, two, and three, and my powerlessness to a power greater than myself. I work these steps, four through nine, like my butt's on fire because of this mental obsession and wanting to be relieved of it and find some peace in my life. And then I maintain it in steps 10 through 12. Because as Harlan said, life's not going to become perfect all of a sudden. But with the new order of things, I've embarked on a journey. I've embarked on a journey of spiritual and personal growth. Uncommon sense, we talked about it yesterday, becomes uncommon sense, common sense becomes uncommon sense. I'm realizing that my thinking needs to change. There's so much more to this disease than meets the mouth that I need to learn about and that I need to change and I need to constantly surrender and be humble. I need to look in whom the problem has been solved so that I can learn because my ideas, my old ideas, always brought me back to the food. I had to find a way to deal with life and the buildup of human emotion and life circumstances in a way that didn't always say food was the answer. And that's why this new order of things, I had to be willing to surrender and say, show me how. And through the process of working the steps, through complete willingness, 100% surrender, then taking action, then this program has worked for me. It's not a perfect answer to all of life's problems, but it's a perfect solution to how life is for me and for those around us and in whom those have recovered. I now have a way of life that is infinitely more satisfying than I could have ever imagined, than any Kit Kat bar or Twinkie ever gave me. But it started with that willingness, that honesty, that humility, and that surrender. The program is an incredible program. Hang in there with us, folks, and with that, I'll pass. Thank you, Amy G. Jackie B., followed by Larry K. Hi, this is Jackie B. from the Bronx. Can I be heard? Yes. Okay, thank you. Thank you, everyone, for your service and your shares. Um, I know I'm in the right place today because all the uh, shares prior to me was my story. Uh, what is my life today? Um the willingness to change, the willingness to have a life today of whatever comes. You know, I don't have a crystal ball anymore, and I don't manipulate the world to revolve around me. What I do is I look at my higher power and I say, God, you direct me today. You help me be patient, tolerant, and loving you help me see where I could assist versus how I could just get what I need to get to satisfy myself. Um, perfect examples, you know, I've said it before. Soap falls on the floor. I've got a mess on the floor. Clean it up. Not like, oh, my God, why did this happen? Did that cursing God, cursing God? No. Today I don't curse anything except to say thank you for teaching me patience. Maybe I'm rushing too much today and I'm not looking. Um, you know, going and getting a cup of coffee and noticing that, you know, a bunch of cups fell on the floor and everybody's just kicking it around, kicking it around, kicking it around. And I'm saying, you know what? I stopped. I paid for my coffee. 
bent down and picked up those cups. And someone said, oh, thank you for being so kind. It says, it's being of service and threw it in the garbage and let it go. You know, those are things that I see God in my life. You know, in the old days, I would never, I would have ignored it. No, not me. I got arthritis. I got all these pains. No, I can't do that. No, no, not me. And today it's not, now I say, why not me? Why am I excluded from being a human being? I'm not. Thanks to these steps and like uh, some other people who shared, 11 step, I don't go to bed. I don't care what time of night it is. I don't go to bed without an 11 step. And when a 10 step is needed, I do it. Because you know what? Today I've learned I don't want to carry the stuff that I carried for so many years that maybe the size I was. Today, I look in the mirror, and I like the Jackie I see. She's not perfect. She's not a saint. She doesn't have, you know, the the world's answers. What she has is a willingness to say, God, I'm a vessel. Take me. Show me. Teach me. And with that, I pass. Thank you. Thank you, Jackie B. And Larry Kay, you're next. Thanks so much, Julie. I appreciate it. Uh, this, uh, Larry Kay, recovered compulsive reader from Chicago. The, um, you know, I spoke at a meeting uh, not too long ago. Uh, there was three people there. The meetings are, uh, uh, we're, we're killing more people than we're saving. That's, that's sad because we could save more people by the grace of God. You know, leaning into God is not conceptual. It's not a feeling. Now, for me, that wasn't my experience. It's not purely a feeling or just some sort of concept. We lean into God through action. And, you know, God didn't come to me through the, you know, the magnificence of my strengths, you know, these God-given strengths, whatever they are, we all have them, right? God didn't come to me then. God came to me when I was in the fetal position, on my knees, suffering, he poured through my suffering, through my wounds. That's where, I didn't know it. How can you know it? But that's where God came to me. I know that in reflection. And that hasn't changed since this. See, I think this program was divinely inspired when this book was published, you know, in 1939. What Bill did is he, he followed some actions. He, he admitted his hopelessness. Maybe for the first time he got honest with himself. Same stuff today, right? I think he, I think he got honest with someone else too. He, he, he went out and made amends. I bet you they weren't perfect. I'll bet you anything they weren't perfect. He, he helped others without demand. He, he, was on, he, he was on shaky ground, I bet you, emotionally, physically, but he helped others without demand. He prayed to, to the God of his own understanding. He tried to do service. These were all actions, not concepts, right? He didn't get a drinking plan. He, he just didn't drink alcohol. We, I don't eat my alcoholic foods, just like Bill. See, this was never intended to be complicated. It was never intended to be a secret, like some sort of algebraic equation or calculus that you're never going to get. Never, never intended to be that way. Rather, it was intended for anyone who was willing to make the effort Honestly and humbly. You know, what, what if true humility was a firm God-inspired conviction where I valued others above myself? 
And don't get me wrong. I can't give away true love if I don't have, you know, if I don't love myself, if I feel unworthy of love. But rather, the steps resulted in some sort of organic change where I can love myself enough to put the interests of others ahead of my own imperfectly. You know, I had to ask myself this. How, how could a woman, let's say, on this line, show up to the meeting day after day, sharing her heart out in service of others, if she didn't have compassion and love for herself as a result of these steps, these actions? How could she do that? What, what, what's in it for her? She must love herself on some level, right? That's the change through the action. With that, I'll pass. Thanks. Thank you, Larry Kay. And for those who just joined us, we are on page 13 with the fifth paragraph, my friend promised. Who would like to share? Nancy R. M. Leah M. Monica. Monica Arini. I missed a couple people after Charles. Janice P. M. Janice. Janice P. M. And I got you, Craig. Uh, who? I think we. This is about it. <laughs> okay, Charles followed by Janice P. M. Monica T. Leia M. Nancy R. Arini. And let's go with that group. Okay, go ahead, Charles. Before Leah M. Thank you, Julie, for your service. Charles H. A recovered composable overeater. Um, and this 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 passage right here shows me that weakness is where God um can can come through in my life. Um, because let's face it, if I was so powerful, I would not be in Overeaters Anonymous. I'm weak. Um, and and. I, I get access to this daily um, power by admitting how weak I am. Uh, you know, the 11th step uh, is not just at night. <laughs> I, you know, I need to pause when agitated. And, you know, come on, Charles, get honest. You know, I get agitated quite often. Just because uh, a person is recovered don't mean they got a beach body or they're going to be Mother Teresa. Because if that was the case, nobody would be here. <laughs> you know, I need to be here because of my weakness. And paradoxically, paradoxically, weakness is strength. Dependence on something greater than myself, leaning into these 12 steps. You know, a great man told me once, like, you know, going through, going through this procedure, right, these 12 steps, right, it pays to take a look. You know, inventory those nine-step promises. Inventory those 10-step promises, those 11-step promises, those 12-step promises. You know, they, they'll materialize it only if you, work, if you work for them. And to be honest, there is work to be done every single day. The rent, the rent in recovery is due every day. And if I don't pay that rent, I will be evicted. So thank you, God, for being God in the form of a book, divinely inspired, that I need to lean into every single day, and with that, I pass. Thank you. Thank you, Charles. So it'll be Janice P.M., Monica T., Rochelle M., and Leah H. So go ahead, Janice P.M. And thank you so much, Julia, for your service and everyone that has shared and uh, is listening. My name is Janice P.M., and I am a grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater. That first line, my 
friend promised. So my friend, of course, we're, not, we're talking about Ebby. He promised. Okay, he promised when, not if, when these things, what things? Well, the 12 steps, you know, for somebody that's new, because sometimes, you know, I, we don't understand it in the beginning. When these things were done, I love the word done. Done means there had to be some work involved. My work is done, but what, what it means for me is not that it's done, um, and now I'm all set, but it's that I had to do some work here. I didn't get this spiritual awakening in a new relationship with the creator through osmosis, which means for me, you know, I thought, oh, the more meetings I go to, the you know, maybe I'll get it. I'll get the result. I'll get the outcome. No, nothing. I'll get the best sponsor. I'll get the best, um, you know, whatever. But this is the answer. This is a promise, which means it's going to be a result. How do I know? Because I've experienced it. I've experienced a, a spiritual awakening as the result of these 12 steps. That's the first part of this. Of these steps is as a result of these 12 steps, not as a result of the first step, not as a result of the fifth step, or the ninth step, it's a result of all of the steps together because they're all intertwined. And again, not through osmosis. I can't just hear the best speakers in the world. I can't go to conventions and get it. You know, I have to do the work. It has to be done. And then I have a new relationship. Well, isn't this the purpose of my whole coming to OA is to, is to find that power because I was so powerless, because I still am powerless. So I have to get a new relationship. And I can tell you for me, that relationship that I have now that I found through these 12 steps is a companion. I can totally, from my heart, tell you that when I have a problem, not just compulsive overeating, it's, it's related to my life, the way I live, the way I live with my son, the way I live with my husband. It's a total way of relying, trusting, and depending on that higher power. So the goal has won for today. I have the elements of a new way of living now because I, I can depend on somebody. And with that, I'm going to pass. Thanks. Thank you, Janice PM. Monica, Monica T. followed by Rochelle M. Good morning, Julie. Good morning, everyone. My name is Monica T. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in Florida. And thank you, Janice. That's exactly what I was going to say. Ditto, ditto. My friend promised when these things were done, I would enter upon a new relationship with my creator. And just like you said, when these things were done, when the steps, when I have worked through the steps, when I've come to the conclusion in step one that I'm powerless, I've come to the conclusion in step two. The solution is if I'm powerless, I need some type of a power greater than me. The decision I made in step three to continue working through the rest of the steps, to lean gently into this power. Had I surrendered 100%? No. And thank God the word surrender is not in the first 164 pages of this book because it makes my hair stand up on the back of my neck. Now, 
that's in the that's this is all a process so as a result of doing the works four through nine i clean my house and 10 continue 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 11 keep growing in prayer and meditation 12 i have this promise the first half of the step 12 having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps so he's promising this and it was if you do the work if you do the steps that by the time you get to step 12 you will have some type of relationship developing growing whatever it might be for you and that's what happened for me now today as a result of going through this work I you know the word surrender isn't quite making the hair stand up so bad on my neck because I have in in my own way in my own process I have every morning it's got to give myself completely to you how can I be a help to somebody today and yes I'm not perfect the world isn't perfect I still screw up I still get impatient things happened thank God for steps 10 11 and 12 because you know um, um, those are there for a reason so when I mess up thank God I got step 10 I can do something to change it I can make it right so I guess with that I'm gonna pass thank you all thank you Monica T Rochelle M followed by Leah M good morning good morning I want to thank you for making room for me in this uh, group of speakers this morning um, I guess I want to share on humility I'm looking at the words that were read this morning especially uh, where it says belief in the power of God plus enough willingness honesty and humility and I'm going to underline the word humility uh, when I was growing up before program um, humility to me was a word of the dictionary I'm looking at the unabridged dictionary right now. It says the quality or condition of being humble, modest opinion, or estimate of one's own importance, rank, etc. comes from the word humilitas, of course. Anyway, so before program, and even in the early days in program, if someone asked me what humility was, I could tell them from the dictionary. But being in program and living in program in steps 10, 11, and 12 and being willing to do service and help other people, it now has a new definition for me, and that is it's a feeling. It's a feeling that I get occasionally when my higher power enables me to have that feeling of, I want to call it lowness, lowness, but not self-devaluating. It's a sense of recognizing that whatever grace I have comes from my higher power. And and so it's very interesting because also by the time I have recognized that that was what it was feeling, that I was feeling humility, it's gone. <laughs> it evanesces and disappears. And, and I think that's exactly the way my higher power wants it to be so that I now know what it is and I want to seek it and I want to search after it. I want to chase it. And when I when it happens, I want to live it. So with that, I pass. Thank you, Rochelle M. Leah M. followed by Nancy R. Leah M. Thank you so much. That I would have the elements of a way of living which answered all my problems. You know, 
Restless, irritable, and discontent. Um, you know, we learned about that in the doctor's opinion, that we were constantly, uh, you know, seeking ease and comfort because we are restless, irritable, and discontent. And, you know, this way of li living which answered all my problems was uh, feeling that restlessness, irritable, and discontent because life wasn't going my way and you know, I suffered from unmanageability. I felt like I could not uh, control other people, control circumstances, control situations. And when life didn't go my way, I would dig my fists into cellophane bags and bakery boxes in order uh, to seek that ease and comfort like a big old pacifier. You know, this program of recovery as a result of this step work has allowed a birth, a birth of a relationship with a creator that is always there, a safe harbor. I'm always tethered to something. I'm always tethered to God. And when I move away, uh, there's that GPS of the 12 steps, the God positioning system. You know, when we use our GPS and we go off in the wrong route, it says recalculating, recalculating. The work of the 12 steps and the living of the step 10, 11, and 12 allows a constant recalculation back to the arms of God. No matter what is going on, whether my husband's diagnosed with a stage four cancer, whether two babies were born four months early, whether we move a whole family of nine to a new state 2,000 miles away and the job dissolves within three months, whether it's a husband that's stressed, children that have physical, emotional, spiritual needs all the time, right? Disappointments in life. Whatever is going on, where is God in this situation? God either is or is not. Whether I feel it or not is totally irrelevant how I feel. What's relevant is what I do. Do I show up? Am I, am I with emotional stability? Can I practice love, understanding, patience, and tolerance? My ideas did not work. This God idea does. The delusion that I could manage life well over. Goodbye. Kiss it. Goodbye, Leah. But the reality that God is there constantly and the trust, reliance, and dependency of God just wrapping up and my focus on that, you know, uh, leads me to the quality of life and the happiness that I experience today. And with that, I pass. Thanks. Thank you, Leah. Um, Nancy R. followed by Arini. Nancy R, star one. Oh, thank you. I was just talking. I thought I was unmuted. Uh, thank you for your service, and thanks to everyone who has shared this morning. Every every share has just been so precious. Uh, my name is Nancy R. I'm truly a grateful, uh, recovered, compulsive overeater. Uh, I would have the elements of a way of living which answered all my problems. Oh, thank you, God, for this program. Uh, thank you for a design for living that I'm able to um, put these uh, practical applications into practice so that I'm able to live life regardless of what life offers, with challenges that come, including the good and the bad, 
I would say the last uh, few weeks have been almost euphoric. I mean, things have really been running smooth and uh, really going my way. And uh, yesterday, um, I got hit. It was like it was like bad news everywhere I turned. And as I got into bed, I got a long distance phone call and an unexpected death. And I was just, I was stunned. I, I mean, I just laid there. I couldn't even talk. So I just, you know, I just said, God help me. Because I knew in the morning, in the morning I would uh, have a clear head once the uh, initial shock of it had settled in. And I knew what I, was, what, what I would do. I would get up. I would do my meditation. I would listen to visions for you. I work with my sponsees. And then I would uh, ask my higher power, show me how I can be of service as to uh, dealing with my grief and my bad feelings. How can I help my family members who've lost their child? So um, this, you know, in, in the past, uh, my answer would have been that of what a compulsive reader does to deal with the pain, with the extreme pain. I found even with the... Uh, uh, good things. Uh, I eat. I eat good, bad, sad, or regardless. But today, you know, I didn't know how not to do that. I had no other recourse. But today, following these twelve steps as they are outlined, following the recipe, uh, gives me a way of dealing with with the ups and downs of life, regardless of what happens. I must do what I do every day. I must, and the main thing is to maintain. Uh, conscious contact with God, which starts with putting down the food I can't pick up because that would that would cut me off from the source. That would be like committing suicide because I'm in a lot of emotional pain. And I'm able to do that through the support of the fellowship and the steps. With that, I'll, ta- with that, I'll pass. Thank you for letting me share. Thank you very much, Nancy R. And Arini M., you're next. Thank you so much, Julie, for your service. Good morning, my spiritual brothers and sisters. My name is Irini M. from New York, and I'm a very grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater. Thank you, God. Always giving credit where credit is due. It's so simple. It's, it's simple and not easy. It's thy will be done means obedience. It means to listen and do. It means ego reduction. What I want, I must give first. I want someone to love me. Well, I need to love first in order to be loved. I want to be understood. I first need to understand. I want to control. Well, I have to give up my control to God in order to have control. It's ours. It's there. We just let go of it, and then it comes to us. Thy will be done is thy way of life. A choice to be controlled by what is harming me, or do I choose to be controlled of what is healing me? When we're disconnected, That's when ego comes up. It's edging God out. 
The key is to get connected, to be connected, so we can stay connected with God and with others. Then God does for me what I could never, ever do by myself. Thank you, God, and I pass. Thank you, Irene M. And um, there's a couple minutes left, though. I hope that's okay. I'm going to take it. Um, I rarely share, but this is a, a pretty powerful paragraph. My friend promised when these things were done, what were done, right? Well, that's going through all of the steps in order. And having had that spiritual experience, right, I'm going to think, act, and behave differently. You know, that I was going to have a new relationship with my creator. So that means I'm going to be listening for direction. And not only listening, but I'm going to take the direction. You know, that self-will, self-centeredness is going to slowly uh, go away. And, you know, we, we talk about, you know, things happening in our life. It's like I was listening to an AA speaker and they said, you know, emotional sobriety, that's what we're promised. Yeah, the food is down 100%, total black and white. I weigh and measure everything. I'm free. I'm neutral. I never want to eat anything off my food plan. But how am I acting and behaving on the road when somebody cuts me off? How am I acting when one of my employees call in sick and we've got all these deadlines? How am I acting when, um, you know, perfect example, you know, the birthday party. So I have a flight tomorrow at 12. I was going to relax in the morning, pack. You know, I bring all of my food everywhere. And um, 4 o'clock yesterday, I was um, I had to make a decision. Now I have to fly at 5.30 a.m. tomorrow to go visit a supplier because we're having an issue with a government job. So all of my Julie plans just went out the window. I am still at my work home, not my real home. So blah, blah, blah. But, you know, what did I do? I instantly went into prayer and meditation and I gave it away to God. I did a 10-step, and I wrote about it on my 11-step nightly review. But I didn't have to get angry. I didn't have to go into a pity party. I just have to, like, redirect and say, okay, how am I going to get this done now um, that I have to get up at 3.30 in the morning to catch a flight? And it, it, But, see, that's, that's living in recovery. That's emotional sobriety. Before if I was just abstinent and not recovered, I would have ripped some people a new one. I would have been, you know, why me? This is happening. I can't believe that they're affecting my vacation. But no, you know, I, I'm a senior manager. It's like, okay. So I went to my boss and said, you know what? I got to rearrange my entire vacation. Um, this is what I'm doing. And it's okay. It'll all work out. So I won't get to the birthday party till, you know, two or three o'clock instead of, you know, one. Um, but that's because I, the food is down 100%, and I live in these steps. I do not let go of my spirituality. I do my prayers, my meditations. I do cards. I change up. I have a strong relationship with my creator. But let me not do that for two days, and I am going to revert into a, a very uh, selfish, self-centered woman. And with that, I pass because it is time. So I'd like to thank everybody. Um, oh, the share ID for today is 10,905. And um, Lynn F., would you please read A Vision for You? Our book is meant to be suggestive only. 
Yes, good morning, everyone. Lynn F. in Pennsylvania. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously, you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit. And you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.